going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of the VAR Bar Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Andrew, aka Rapping Drew, and we are back again after the England game with a small cast, man. Jake, Press, Mace, how we doing? All good. good. You saying, people? What's good, everyone? We're out here, yeah. Nice weather and that. It's been yeah, a beautiful weather. This... Have you, have you, made, have you, man, been down to the pubs to watch the game or <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, just, just been at home? They would have been locked off at like eleven a.m. this morning. I bet, so. Wow! Yeah, I was down this this afternoon for the. I saw a bit of the England game um, out in the pubs. It was actually just packed, to be honest. But yeah, man, had beer for breakfast and that. <laughs> you <laughs> there, know man, it. there, man. <laughs> All right, let's move, man. Because obviously, I had a whole episode planned to be honest, but that of course has gone into the was uh, gone out of the war because of the Ericsson incident yesterday, man. You know, I'm sure people have heard it, but for those that don't know it, and if you if you happen to listen to this in the 42nd minute, Ericsson um, collapsed on the pitch after the opposition, not opposition, uh, his teammate passed him the ball, but he seemingly just seemed to fell over the ball. And then, yeah, it was all a madness, man. I was immediately, I, I, I thought this is looking nuts. Um, Jake, I know you was like watching it live and direct as well, man. How did you feel? I'm still shook, yeah. if I'm honest. Like, just because I think I, like, took my gaze away as it happened. And then the play stopped. Like, everyone's running over. And I'm, I, I'm in bewilderment of what's happened. And then I, I got shared the actual clip of it. And it is just, like, those couple of steps. Like, it just looks so bad. Yeah. And then tumble straight to the floor. But the one thing, like, obviously, we're so happy he's stable. Like, yeah. That, yeah such a heartbreaking thing but the fact that he's hopefully okay and we can only hope that he continues to get stronger but credit out there to some care the captain i mean the sight of mind to immediately like get him in the recovery position make sure he's not swallowing his tongue provide cpr i mean that just instinctually utterly fantastic anthony taylor and the referees like obviously referees get a lot of stick for their performance but to have the wearable to immediately just get the medics on the field, recognise what's happened. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a sh- it is a crazy moment. I also, I do have to criticise the BBC here mm-hmm. because they, like, so they explained afterwards that they weren't in control of the coverage. Yeah. But to still, like, to not just cut away immediately, that really just, oh. That, that do you know what, yeah? Because I'm, I'm watching the Euros uh, just basically on the BBC, but the Dutch version. And I think worldwide, it was the same thing. They showed it. They kept showing it as well. Because there was a point where the camera zoomed in on him and you could see him shaking. Do you remember? Yeah, I saw that. That's that's when I realized, like, what the... Because normally they don't even show this kind of... If, if, if it's mm. like a horrible injury, they don't show it. Mm, if it's yeah. like a streaker that comes on the pitch, they don't show it. So this was weird to me. So, yeah, I don't know if we should blame BBC because I had the exact same thing and I'm watching it on Dutch TV. So I, It's not that I blame BBC for the coverage of it. It's the fact yeah. that I really wanted them to cut away. Yeah, yeah. Get, in, get yourself in the studio. like cause, Yeah. But, I mean, you saw the reaction of the pundits afterwards. Like, Seth could barely speak. Alex Scott was almost in tears, like, have, having to message her mum because that hits home. Because yeah. mm-hmm. even though it is just a football game, we all know it is just a game. It's just the fact that it was... 
instant. Like Ericsson's a top level performer. Like he's yeah. one of the people that you know is going to put in a shift every game. Yeah. And he just drops. Like, I, yeah, it's hard to talk about. I'm still a bit like iffy from it, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it, might, it must have been a different experience for you guys because you're actually watching it live. But for me, um, I was actually out on the move um, when it happened. So I obviously saw um, messages coming through saying this, this and that. And, you know, it kind of put me put me off what I was doing at that time. I couldn't really focus. I just kept thinking, right, all these messages I'm, I'm receiving about, um, you know, Ericsson collapsing, you know, he's not moving, you know, white sheets are coming out and you just automatically start thinking the worst and, um, just you know, just start praying like that. It's it you know he pulls through, and it was it was just so weird, man. It was su- such a weird weird thing. Like I know that you guys obviously were watching it um, as it was happening, but for me, it was just like <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't even like, I I didn't have any idea what was going on. Just yeah. I just knew that he collapsed, and like that just threw me completely yeah. off what I was doing. I mean, just reading the athletic, they said he was gone. Like his heart stopped beating. Yeah, and he had to. He had to. He basically, they used a defibrillator to get him, like to resuscitate him, and that was just very incredible by the by the medical teams. Um, it's it's not because you the, the, the defibrillator being on deck is what is what helps in these situations, man. Yeah, mm. I think what what was very I believe shocking for me was just the two steps he took, and you can see that kind of stage of a guy who is who obviously a, a, a top level athlete who in terms of breathing he was fine. The second step he just looked very very tired, and then the third step he was gone. Mm-hmm. And it, and in that in those kind of in those three steps it was it was shocking and his heart just stopped beating so yeah it was a very traumatizing um kind of scenes yesterday and it just it got me it got me really really down because honestly I thought he was gone mm. I thought like with the white sheets out I thought they were just doing this just for you know just to protect Eric Sim but really and truly he was gone. And that, I was thinking the worst, but when I saw the picture and when I heard the good news, it was, it was just, it was nice to hear that because we don't need this after COVID, after everything that's happened, we need football back and we need to be at least happy. So it, it, was, it was, it's a good, I guess it's a good news. It ended, ended up well in terms of, you know, Ericsson's health, but I, I'm, I guess my next question is what happens to Ericsson from here? Does he continue playing football? Is that his career done? That's a I good question, man. I personally, to answer your question, man, I think he should just call it quits simply because of his age. Um, he's kind of done it all. Yeah. He's just won the Serie A title. Uh, probably the only thing is missing is the Champions League, but surely what's important after being dead for a couple of minutes is just be with your family, be with your kids yeah, and just chill, man. Like, yeah. please. It's one of those things where like, if a doctor says, yeah, you've got a 99% chance of full recovery if you continue playing football, but there is that 1% chance mm. that it could happen mm. again. It's sort of like, that's where you do have to say like, nah, it's not worth it at that point. You'd rather yeah. I would say just be happy and healthy because he, he was a fantastic footballer. He still is a fantastic is, footballer. Yeah, he is a fantastic footballer. He can go out, you can have no yeah. regrets for me. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's one of them ones where you can he can still be around football. You know, like it's not yeah. like he's, he's 
uh, his contribution to the sport ceases because he can't play football anymore. If if he chooses to be involved in the game in some way, um, I'm sure that there will be establishments, organization, clubs, you know, even, you know, punditry, if that's something that he has a, a, a um, an affinity for. You know, so there's there's avenues for him, but I feel like from a health perspective, he should he should definitely put that first. And I'm sure, you know, none of us knows what it's like to die, right? So no. it's one of those ones where I'm sure he'll he'll come out of this. You know, when he does come out of this, happy, healthy, he'll have a new perspective on life altogether, man. And mm. you know, he might even find a new calling, a new passion. Who knows? So I'm, I'm sure he said he couldn't remember that the incident, and that's just wow for me yeah you won't man you won't remember it mad i'm almost happy for him that he doesn't remember it yeah i want to remember that yeah i think for me the 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 heartbreaking scenes was when the camera panned to his wife and i thought come on yeah that that was poor that i do agree that was poor man that was that was in poor taste man i've got a question for you for you guys though because obviously um me and jake had a little back and forth about yesterday but eventually they decided to play on now, what, Shalom, let me go to you. What What do you think would have been the best option? Was that the best option? No, it wasn't. I understand why they wanted mm-hmm. to play on, but I think because the, the options were either play on or you play tomorrow at 12. Yeah. I, I think footballers just don't like playing at 12. Mm. That, so I think hence why, this is why I think, uh, hence why they decided to just play on. But it, it definitely didn't work to their health. It was definitely det- detrimental to them. Because once you've you've experienced someone dying and being resuscitated in front of you, you need time to recover, you know? But yeah, they did have contact with Ericsson and they did um, kind of got, got his blessing before they stepped out. It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't yeah. matter because, of course, you want to go out and play your footballers. You want to play football. Now, mm-hmm. Of course, you want to go out there and play for your for your teammate who is just, you know, who is doing well. You're, you're galvanized, but... It's, it's not going to be the same. You need at least mm. a, a night to sleep over with. You need psychiatric or whatever, mm. like help. Mm. You, you know what I mean? So I guess like it's football, it's yet again, it's, it's corporations. It needs to go on. The show must go on. But it, I feel like it did, it, it did affect the pace of the game as well. Yeah, of I don't course know if you did, guys, yeah. I don't know if you guys it, caught. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, but yeah. yeah. Because on obviously we'll, we'll discuss that later. Because before that, that game was popping, man. I can't mm-hmm. lie; it was a back and forth. It was, it was a derby. You know, Scandinavian derby. So both both these teams just wanted to win, man. And and um, yeah. But yeah, we'll discuss that later. Um, yeah. My perspective is this, right? Like I hundred percent agree with you, Shalom. But I think from UEFA's perspective is that, like you said, the show must go on. Um. And also, it would have been extremely techy to sort out everything else. Because for you to cancel this game, you would have to also talk to Russia and Belgium and to see that, and to talk to their FAs. And they have to kind of like agree with, okay, you're either going to give them a point or you're going to, you get me. It would, it would have to, the logistics of this would have been super long. So I think this is why UEFA kind of had to, Remove the emotion out of it because both sets of teams were emotional. They had to be the middleman and be like, okay, this is what we can do. If you guys decide to play on, then you either play on now or 12 next day. Because even like factoring in another like 24 hour, like a 24 hour later thing is also tight because the schedule of this Euros is nuts. It's every 
two or three days uh, the teams are playing. Yeah, I, I think from I, I think from UEFA's perspective, it was you know it was very hard. Albeit, I do think like this was a moment for UEFA to show their human side, but at the end of the day, I don't know how they would have continued this whole tournament if they did that, if they cancelled that particular game altogether. Yeah, they would, yeah, no, they would have had, yeah. sorry, Shalom, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, not to kind of bring down the mood, but it, it kind of shows me no matter what happened, life does go on, football goes on, you know, yeah. we have to make that decision and UEFA clearly... You know that that was what they the the choices they gave um the, the Danish national team either play today or play tomorrow. But regardless, this has to go on. But I think in terms of bringing everything all full circle, we have to be very happy and grateful that Ericsson is fine, yeah. and that's the most important thing here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, let's quickly move on from that, man. Um, and let's go on to the um taking the knee. So obviously, um, in every game so far excuse me, um, of this Euros, you know, they've been taking the knee just before kickoff. Uh, some of the games, fans are booing it, are jeering, they're taking the knee, they don't see the point. Um, Holland, altogether, they decided that then, then they will not take the knee before the game. Um, England are. Southgate made the whole plea because the England fans um, in the friendlies were booing the taking the knee situation. Uh, Jake, um, Shed some more light on that, man. What, what do you make of that? First of all, that Holland, Gini Wijnaldum as the captain, standing captain has decided um, for the team and together that they, are, they will not take the knee. How, how do you, what, what do you think about that? I mean, th- this is the problem I have with it. So like, I see on Facebook, like, there was this one guy, so he was my driving instructor, right? And so it's a post that I think Diane Abbott made agreeing with Gary Lineker's tweet saying about the knee, like we should support it. And he's going, well, maybe the fans don't want BLM shoved down their throat. And it's like, well, your ignorance is so alarming at the moment. It's unbelievable because time and time again, the players have explained they're doing this for equality. That's Mm. all they're doing it for. They want to take a stand for equality. And time and time again, people continue to ignore that and go, oh, it's Black Lives Matter. Oh, they're shoving pl- politics into football, blah, blah, blah. It's like, M- Marxism in that scene yeah, as well. Yeah, Marxism. <laughs> that, is, that was a very awful interview. Yeah. Funny it was. Um, yeah, like, I would... Ha- it's disgusting. It really is. Like, you see players in the Premier League, right, are taking a knee for mm-hmm. their clubs because that's what the Premier League have said and then in the England-Croatia game today Croatia decided not to take the knee but they've got Premier League players so mm-hmm. why has taking the knee now changed because you play for your country mm. like surely it's your stance and you feel like taking the knee is the right thing to do oh no wait you're being told to and you don't want to be the odd one out that doesn't do it because you don't believe it so that's where the problem of I guess people don't see it as the so, so do you feel so so, like, from Holland's perspective, Gini Wijnaldum decided for the team that they will not take the knee. And obviously, the team has backed him with that. Do you think, do you feel like that's a problem? Or do you understand where he would, where he, where he would come from? Or have you, I don't know if you've... Yeah, so, I haven't seen the reasons, I'll be completely mm-hmm. honest. But I'm, I'm guessing from a point of view, it's... Because it's a, it is a very despi- divisive thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing Gini Wijnaldum is, be, is being a good captain in the sense that if I make this decision it's taken the heat off of my players, but they should want to take the knee. That's how mm. I see it. 
And I mean, if Gene, sorry, Jake, if Gene is coming to that conclusion, surely he must be speaking to the players, the Dutch national team, and you know what people are feeding to him, and that's the best decision he's come up with. Yeah, I think I think the, the vast majority, especially the black players in the Dutch team, um, you know, similar to Zaha's stance, they they're, they're kind of on that wave where it's like they don't see we take the knee, we do this, but nothing changes, nothing really happens, and it's just right now it's just become a token thing. And I think this is the stance that Gini Wijnaldum and the fellow Dutch players have taken that position as well, where they feel like, yes, it's for equality, but we keep taking the knee, nothing really happens, nothing really changes. Um, equality does not change by gestures, you know, it changes by actions. And yeah. because there's no genuine action, especially Holland is a very, you know, pretty racist in certain, in certain things as well. So... I think probably from that perspective he's talking about and they've decided that we don't need to take the need to show that we are for equality xyz so 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 do you think that um if we look at him as uh you know a liverpool player obviously Mm -hmm. he's not a liverpool player anymore but his time as a liverpool player for this season Mm -hmm. and obviously he part was partaking in the uh the gesture right of taking the knee with the rest of the team so obviously we know that Jordan Henderson is is very um you know he's kind of thrown his hat in the ring many times in terms of his uh, involvement and contributions to uh the uh the equality movement let's say mm. um do you think it's just him um back in his captain in that regard and maybe he's had some opinions about you know whether whether he feels it's pointless or not because obviously we've seen Zaha um completely go against yeah against it um and i'm thinking you know if he did have these these feelings strong enough to as the the acting captain say that Mm -hmm. the whole team shouldn't do it um you know what where was where was that in the premier league in the premier league it's just a question i'm not like calling him out but yeah 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 that's a thought process it's a decent yeah i'm not sure if he if he actually i'm I'm sure someone would have asked him that as well but i'm not sure i haven't i haven't got you know i haven't i'm not sure why but maybe because um probably he's probably the only one or the vast majority did want to take the knee jordan henderson is the captain he you know but now he is the captain of holland so he's kind of the 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 deciding factor in this as well so yeah i don't know man in that particular but that's a good question to be honest probably just a collective um yeah collective agreement yeah yeah because with the holland one i know the black players in most of the black players they they're the ones it's like a collective thing amongst them that they don't want to take the knee so maybe it's that maybe at liverpool Mane wants to take the knee you know what i mean i don't know man i don't know um but yeah um gareth southgate wrote an open letter to england and its fans as well right in the tribunal yeah it was tribunal report it was very eloquent of him Mm. like and you think of managers these days and some will take a stance, some will be very political and not try not to say anything to harm anyone. But Southgate, like, he was just expressing support from his players. Like, look, these guys have decided to do it. Why do you openly boo something that they stand for? Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, fair enough to the guy. Like, he's obviously going to be judged on his results. We can't really get away from that, especially as England manager. But just from a cultural standpoint, like I think he recognizes the role of England managers. One that, like, we you you see the nation when the football's on. Like the last World Cup, everyone was in such a good mood. Like everyone was singing the songs. 
we were all having a great time. And that was the unifying factor that football is and always should be. Mm. And it is a hard job to balance. And he could have easily just stood on the sidelines and went like, and just tried to avoid the conversation or try to say the most blandest possible statements. But for him to take that stance and say he supports the players, he wants to continue with it and whatnot. Like, fair play to him, really. And truly, that was something that will always be in his credit. He's, it seems like he's got the finger on the pulse of the team in that regard, that he needs to be the supporting factor, not just for his team, but from a cultural standpoint. He is a figurehead. He's a role model. He's someone that people will look at for inspiration. And and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he's had conversations with the likes of Sterling as well to further yeah. understand the plight, you know? So I mean, I think he, he, he definitely, I think it's one of those ones as well where he needs to tread very carefully as, as the, the head of the, the, the football team, because we know in the past under his management, there have actually been racial incidents, you know? So in terms of how he responds to that and how he supports that, as Jake says, is important that he he continues to maintain that energy in terms of the support he gives to the players and and the message behind uh, taking the knee as well. So I think he knows himself that the fact that there have been experiences firsthand within this England team that he's seen. So if mm. I if I take it back to is it Tyrone Mings against Bulgaria? Yeah, was it Bulgaria? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So that's a a really um, you know really prominent one. Um, you know, so it's not it's not something he can really take the blind eye to because he's he's seen it, he's seen it, he's he's experienced it. It's not something that he can say, oh, well, because you know I haven't I haven't seen you know firsthand any anything like that. He's he's actually seen it. He's he's been he's been amongst it. So for him to then turn his back or or pretend he doesn't see or hear these things, yeah, just, it will, it will be yeah, facts, yeah. yeah. So, so are you saying he's just putting up a front, or he's he no, knows, or is it genuine? I think, I think, not feeling it, it? I think it, is, it is genuine, but I feel like it's probably one of those ones where I'm not... I you can't, but... Yeah, I, I, I know I, what you're saying, man. I know no, what you're I'm, saying. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. Cause I, I don't want to assassinate the guy's character or anything like that, but it's one of those ones where it probably took the experiences for him to, to, to really... Get to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get to the, to, to the level where he's at now, you know? Mm. Sometimes, sometimes that's what that's what's needed. Of course, um, yeah. Sometimes, man. At least he's there. Some some people, actual teammates, will still turn a blind eye, man. Exactly. Which has also happened. Which has exactly. also happened. Uh, yeah. Shout out Southgate. Shout out GD. Um, let everyone do however they want to do. But of course, like Jake said, man, equality should be should be should be the main ethos with football all across the world, man. Um, without further ado, man, let's get to the business, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Euros, Euros is back, and um, yeah, we've so far we've seen one five games, five games, six games actually, if we include the current game that's going on, Austria, Macedonia. Um, Shalom, man, how have you experienced it? Um, Lift up to expectations, or yeah, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it, I've really enjoyed the quality of football. Um, obviously, barring what happened in, with the Dan- Danish game yesterday, it's, mm-hmm. been, it's been great. Um, About the first game as well, to be honest, from a Turkish perspective, they were yeah, poor. <laughs> yeah, they were they were poor, but you have to give credit to Italy because yeah, they, yeah, they were good. They, they just suffocated them. 
And mm. I think the problem, well, not the problem, the the, the be- beautiful thing about Turkey is that I think they get underestimated and the such yeah. they play really well when you underestimate them. Italy didn't didn't make that mistake. They were very clinical. They knew they knew their job. They did it well. They pressured them. They pressured them to make a mistake. And that was a game done. But so, I think, I think, I think, I think Turkey played very negative, man. And they don't um, play like that. They was they were very deep first of all, which I understand because Italy can get in behind. We're probably yeah. only Insigne, but he doesn't really get in behind. He cuts in and shoots. So I didn't get that. Maybe because of Baradi, fine. But they didn't play at all, man. Like they yeah, didn't do anything. I mean, it, that's that's the beautiful thing about it. Itali- the Italians' game plan. They literally just suffocate. Just like how City plays. City yeah. suffocates you into you just being defensive and making mistake. So the best way to counter that, like you said, is to be brave and mm-hmm. take the take the fight to them. Which I think Turkey, which normally they do, but they do. Yeah, it was missing, man. <laughs> it was missing. I just don't know why. Hopefully, in the yeah. second game, they can you know they can show us what they what what they're about. But the first game, they were they were they were not they were not about. So yeah, yeah well done, Italy. What yeah. did you guys make of Italy, man? Jake, I mean, press. they ruined my shout for flop. So fair play. <laughs> no, I mean. Italy, they showed the form that they had before the tournament. Like I expressed doubts because they were beating teams like Armenian 9-1. Like, I get playing very well against those teams is something, but to do it in a tournament. But at the same time, it looked like a training game. It just mm. looked like attack versus defence for most of it. Italy were fantastic. Like that midfield three, Jorginho, Barella and Locatelli. Like that Locatelli Balling. is a baller. Locatelli. Bro, because Press said, Press said Locatelli was mad. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. This I, guy I, was balling, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, for me, I, I felt like... But, I don't, I don't, I don't know his gas you, in it. His gas, yeah, his gas has been yeah. a lot. If, if yeah, you, yeah, yeah, like his gas has been a lot. So maybe I had, I just had higher expectations, and it came under that. But I didn't say he didn't have a good game. But I just thought, you know, it was he didn't wow. Would, yeah, yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, he was, he was all right, man. As well, Kenna saying that Barella is enough is not a good player. That ooh, mm, mm, mm. well, bike. Just say it, man. If his bike is bike, man, just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is bike. For Inter, he is fantastic. And just, again, like, he is such a dynamic player. And- to be fair, what Kenneth said, though, what he's just an all right player, but nothing nothing too spectacular, which I kind of agree with. I, I, I disagree. Yeah. I'll see how the rest of the tournament goes on that front. But it, Italy, for me, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think for me, their wingbacks... I was a bit iffy of because Florenzi's not a wing back. He just plays at right back. And then Spinozola, he is a baller, man. Oh. He played brilliantly, but he mm. masquerades a left back. Like, Bro. Forward, he's fantastic defensively, but he, he didn't get challenged. And he was able to show off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Italy team to a fault looked fantastic. And their route to the at least the semis is looking difficult. Looking decent, man. Yeah. yeah. So that. From thinking they're a flop to thinking semis is quite—it's <laughs> quite a turnaround, man. Hey, yeah. you're lucky Ken ain't here, man. Too. Also, we have to give it to Mancini how he's making them play. That's another like shout yeah. out. Yeah, because it because Italy have been in a Gaza, you know, since mm-hmm. I don't know for how long, but Mancini's kind of turned it around for them and making them look like contenders for this. So. Yeah. And I also saw what's his name, Cellini, like pressing up the pitch. I was like, huh? What are you doing up here? It was yeah. <laughs> it was being so progressive. I was like, okay, that is a good sign that you guys are really feeling yourself. So- I want 
I want to see I want to see Italy against Wales and Switzerland, man. I think the next game is Same. against Switzerland. Yeah. I, I really want to see them against opposition that would take it to them a bit yeah. more. Yeah, because I Turkey think... Turkey really didn't offer much, man. They're they disappointed, man. Yeah. Proper good. They made them look proper good, man. I'm not yeah. sure about Wales, you know. I think yes, they did well against the Swiss, but still I think Italy was... Let's let's go there, man, because let's let's go to that game because I don't think they did, man. <laughs> Personally, I mean, I mean, they did well to to earn a draw against. Bro. The Swiss. yeah, but the Swiss were better. <laughs> I think I thought they were lucky, man. I yeah, for- have this problem in Switzerland in that it seems like they make every major tournament, but never do anything with that. Like they, yeah. they are the make up the numbers team. They never go on a, like a surprising run. Like you think to last year is with Wales. Like they made it to the semis, mm. and I I completely agree. I think Danny Ward in, in goal who doesn't have a team at the minute, if I'm correct, was prime to see us. Yeah, he was moving yeah, mad. He was moving mad. Was, like, he just could not stop saving. And Kiefer Moore, like, in the air, looked really good. I thought Dan James had a good game for Wales. Like, I still remember when he got subbed off in the 75th and he was raging. Yeah, he should take time, man. Disbelief. But I think that's a massive point for Wales, more so than Switzerland. You would have yeah. would have wanted to win that. But Wales, if they take care of if they just win a game against Turkey, or probably not early, so Turkey. But why? They're not, think, they're but, not beating Turkey, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is this, yeah. My thing is this, yeah. Like, why do teams, especially these type of teams like Turkey, Wales, wh- whenever they go behind, that's when they start playing. And it really upsets me. Like, Wales started playing when they were, when they were down. That's yeah. when they actually started balling. But... It's uh, psychology, isn't it? When you have nothing to lose. But it's dead, bro. Go out yeah, and play, man. Okay. I wanna I wanted to shout out someone from um from um Switzerland, Mbolo. Yeah, Brill. Oh, Brill. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot's been said about that guy. Um Cusp of Starboy talks. Um next stop for Switzerland. It's a couple of years ago though. But he hasn't he hasn't really, you know, made that get get on that yeah, me. He bullied yeah. the two centre backs, man. But yeah, man. He was brilliant. Jake, you, you was, you was marvelling about I, Yeah, like, I play a lot, of foot, a lot of football manager, and back in the days, Mbolo was the kid to get. It was. <laughs> um, like, he just, it was the one where he took the ball like, on the turn and just ran past yeah. both centre-backs. Nuts. Yes. Not there. The finish, though, was suspect. He looked like he looked like a prime Sterling in that he can do the rest of it, but as soon as it is that last bit, like straight. But then he won the header, and it was a great header, like great down header, in the yeah. corner. You're not saving that, and he was a menace. Like Joe Roden, he hasn't really done that much for Spurs, but for Wales, like from the guys that I know, they absolutely love him. They think he's fantastic. <laughs> and but, they had Ben Davis as centre back as well. But yeah, yeah, that. Mm, that that harkens back to 2016. He's not quite there anymore, is he? Let's be mm. fair. But I tell you what, like Wales, they weren't the better side without a doubt. Sean's completely right. Switzerland should be more aggrieved of the two to have not won. But yeah, for sure. Day, you can't complain. It's it's one all. You've mm-hmm. got to take that point now. Switzerland have got a very hard game against Italy coming up, and Wales got a must win, I think. Yeah, and then Wales have got a knuckle down against Turkey. Yep. And then obviously the following game was um, obviously Denmark v Vinland, Scandinavian derby, um, which was a uh, huge, huge shadow casted over that because of the Eriksson situation. But if we remove that incident for now, uh, the first 42 minutes, if you guys watched it, I enjoyed it, man. 
Yeah, so that Denmark, was just... Denmark were, were all over them, man. Yeah, yeah they were the Denmark. Den- yeah. Denmark was all over them, but Finland held their own, bro. Like as in, like Finland. Did they? 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 Did I mean, yeah. That... Once or twice got behind them, played, yeah. kept the ball well as, as Spurs. At all. Like, it's their first ever major tournament appearance. Yeah. And great mm. to them. Like, they, like you say, they were backs against the wall, but they did, they looked fairly strong. Like, yeah, for me, they, they were kind of comfortable. Yeah. Kind of. It wasn't too bad for them. And then, obviously, like, after the Ericsson incident, having to pick themselves up like that. I couldn't imagine having to do that. Yeah, but they did. They did. And they 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 did what professionals do, and they. I think they, that's the ultimate respect you can give to both sets of players. Is that? But, but, but the, the issue here with Denmark is they they obviously rely a lot on um Eriksen. Yeah, he's their best player, man. He's mm-hmm. their best player. As soon as Takes, he left, yeah, it, it just it just went. Who they, who have they got up front again? Um, Braithwaite, Braithwaite, and, and Jonas Wind and Paulson. Oh, Wind, yeah, Wind as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's crap, man. Yeah, I mean, Holbeck should have scored that, and that that's that was a poor penalty, man. I was upset about that. He should have smashed it through and through and just deal with it, and like you know, do it. Yeah, for, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Denmark. I mean. But we're not gonna we're not gonna put this on them too much. Obviously, regarding the circumstances, hopefully they can pick themselves up for the next game, um, which will be v either Belgium or Russia. Um, that was the next. That was the game that was happening at nine o'clock yesterday as well. Um, Lukaku with two goals. Bolingoli. Who scored the other one for them? Or was it? Um, and Thomas Munier. Munier. Oh, Thomas yeah. Munier, correct. Munier as well. Oh, finish from Munier. Yeah, like Belgium. Belgium, man. What are you guys saying? Hey, to... are we are we not getting gas yet? It's only uh, Russia. I think I, I think Drew just like looked into his magic ball and get got that call for Belt um Lukaku to be the you know top scorer this year because he <laughs> he just started with a bang and yeah yeah uh, yes I they're definitely he's, he's going to collect contender. in the group stages man for sure. Press press I want to go to you and Lukaku man because mm-hmm. obviously um his spell at United. Yeah. Admittedly, I think everyone can admit here it was not good. We can agree with United fans there. Um, you, you, you guys almost chased him out of the club. Uh, <laughs> but since then, he's been, you know, brilliant, so to speak, especially last season. Not especially, sorry, this season I just finished. Um, what do you make of him, man? And the two finishes yesterday, like, yeah, t- two very clinical, clinical finishes, man, uh, left and right foot. Um, second finish was obviously more impressive. When when Lukaku gets his motor going, he's a hard he's a hard man to stop. Um, if I'm honest with you, like Lukaku has always had the tools. We've always known that the physical attributes, he's always had them. Um, and I feel like he's matured as a football player now, um, and he's playing to his strengths more than ever. Uh, I feel like um, it's hard to leave him out of you know if we're talking like. The world conversation. It's hard to leave him out of the top five strikers in the world right now. Um, simply because he's proved he's proved himself at uh, Inter that he's able to lead the line of uh, uh, a big club, and he he's he's led them to a to a title. So, yeah, Lukaku. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing well now. Um, as we've already mentioned, his time at United wasn't the greatest. Um, too many holes in his game and you know 
my my opinion about his time as United was was a frustrating one. But yeah, man, I I, I don't think I, at this point in time I don't I don't have any bad words to say about Lukaku, man. He's he's mm. matured fantastically. But what I don't understand is that did he massively change from United to Enter? Because I think the change that he went through was just that, okay. I'm just going to show you guys. Damn good enough. I feel, I feel like that's why I said matured. I, I don't. I, I didn't necessarily say like improved as such. I feel like yeah. when I say matured, I, I feel like he's now playing to his strengths. He's now doing what he knows how to do well, and he's he's doing it in abundance. Uh, and you can't you can't take that away from him. Mm. I, I would happily agree with that, Prince. I think there's also a case of at United. Obviously, it's a bigger club than Inter. We can be completely fine with that. I think he's just he was a very important cog of that part of that system, right? Whereas at Inter, he is the cog that makes that system tick. Like you can talk about. I think he likes that. Yeah, like you can talk about Lotoro, you can talk about Varela, you can talk about Sanchez, Sanchez. But you like Lukaku makes that team tick when he's on form, rampaging, linking up play, finishing as well as he does, and he's brought that to Belgium. In this, like he looks like a man who is like, completely comfortable with himself and his role, and at the height of his mm. powers. Yeah, and mm-hmm. all I say is I I'm glad I am not an international centre back at the minute because I would not want to yeah. come mm. that boy. Marauder, yeah. Marauder. It's not that. It's not even that. Yeah, yesterday I also saw like he was trying to do the playmaking thing as well, mm. which I really like. I was like, okay, you're I trying to. He, he did he did a switch with his right foot. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I saw him take two two defenders on, like trying to do some skills. Like, bro, is this this yeah, yeah, man. On the, on the, I'm happy on for him, man. But like I said, man, before I put him put him on the top dogs top dogs list, I need to see him do it this tournament with Belgium. He needs to take Belgium to the promised land because they're looking they're looking at him now. Like, do it, do it for us. So you don't think he's top five strikers in the world right now? I think I think he's if if he is, he's fifth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and the fact is, like that Belgium team as well is only going to get better. You've got Witzel to come back. You've got De Bruyne to hit top form. There's even the chance they could rely on Hazard. I don't think they will. What do you but... think of the cameo? <laughs> I think that <laughs> no, Jay, you can answer Chelsea. Oh, you ask I, first. I, I do want. I do want to see a fully fit Eden again. I really do. I don't think <laughs> it's going to happen. Don't get me wrong, but like that's the thing. You know, a player of Eden's talent, like you can bet against it. But it's one. He could just have a game in the elimination where he comes on for twenty minutes. And just mm. sparkles. You ca- you can't rule that out, and that's the problem that other teams will face. Like you'll see him coming on and just be like, "Right, okay, this isn't going to be fun." And he could just light it up. For, the, for that final goal, though, like <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the passage of play, um, but the fruit the through ball that came to um, that eventually came through to Lukaku before he slotted it in. Hazard came short, expecting the ball to come to him. And you know what he usually does is he dri- he drives at the heart of the defenders and then finds the final ball. Mm. But he almost got like he was almost like a second thought. Like the ball, <laughs> the ball didn't come yeah. to him. Like it was like we don't need you to do this right now. I'm just going to play the ball directly. Um, and I feel like he he kind of because his head kind of dropped in that moment. So I kind of feel like he kind of knows himself that he's not he's not re- relied upon on in this Belgian team anymore. Yeah, it is up to him to you know hit top form. No one's gonna you know beg him. He has to do it because he didn't even start. His brother did, didn't he? So yeah, yep. his cameo was promising though. But it, it felt like he tried too hard, man. He tried way too hard to, to roll back the clocks. <laughs> yeah, way too hard, man. 
need to keep it simple. It's crazy that Belgium cannot rely on a hundred million pound player. Like I get he's not in good form. <laughs> that, like, that, that is it, isn't it? Like Mertens is in fantastic form and Torgenhausard and Carrasco as wingbacks, you wouldn't think they'd be effective, but they are ripping them apart. The only thing about this Belgian team that they don't look great in is that whilst they've got so much experience at the back, that is a slow back line. And well, that Derek yeah. <laughs> he was good though. He, yeah, he, he, he was solid to be fair. Yeah. He was solid. What did you guys make of Russia? Artem Juba. Looks like an NBA player. <laughs> nothing. They offered, they offered nothing, man. You, you, sorry, sorry, Perez. Um, there's one, one thing that kind of stuck out to me. It's very kind of obscure, but a Fernandez playing for Russia. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, he needed a passport, B. You know how it is. <laughs> That's fun. Brazilian boy. Yeah, Russia were disappointing. They they just got rolled over. They they weren't the better team. And you can try and keep it respectable and go maybe 1-0, 2-0. But they just, they just got rolled over. They got moved out of the way. And they were the home team as well, man. It's yeah, they were. Psychological coaching job here to pick them back up. Because this group, like, it is unfortunate. But Denmark and Finland... <clears throat> How what are their reactions going to be from that game? That is going to be so tough for them to bounce mm. back, you might think. Mm. And Russia, like they have an opportunity to bounce back, but they've got to take it. There is now for them, every game's must win. They yeah. have I, I think they're going to be bike personally. Well, Russia in their group, yeah. Mad. Mad. Yeah, Finland, Finland might be the surprise to go through, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the way they play gives me a headache. And if any, if a better playing team like Russia can step up to them, I can see Russia. Yo, but hold on. You're talking about Mario Fernandez at Russia. What about Glenn Kamara at Finland? I didn't know he was Finnish. <laughs> we, 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 knew, we knew this. Oh, man. you knew? Oh, yeah, see. I didn't know that, but I was baffed. I was like, huh? Although when I saw it, I was like, what the hell? But now I realized, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, we knew this. Glenn, you know. Hey, everyone's everyone's claiming nationality now because of Euros. It's calm. <laughs> All right, let's go to the game today then. Um, England, Croatia. England. England. <laughs> Come on. What did we make of it? But first of all, the lineup came through and uh, both Chilwa didn't even make the squad. Yeah. Shaw was on the bench. Sancho Trippier, didn't make the squad. Sancho didn't make the squad neither. Um, Trippier started left back. Take I'm it away, gents. I, I mean, his decision's paid off. But let's call it how it is. We won 1-0. I don't think England ever looked particularly troubled. Um, you know, Calvin Phillips in the middle of the park. Oh, brilliant. Like, brilliant, man. This season. Like, nobody's rated him. And that... Well, no, I won't say nobody's rated him because I rated him. I'm now, I, que- I, question, I question him doing it at this level. Yeah, he showed me, I guess, a good midfield that he, he can he I was, think he keeps it very simple. He does his job, and that's very, very important. With he, he is Pep's wet dream of a midfielder, and he was tactically fouling <laughs> everywhere. Every yeah. time someone got half a yard of space, like you're going down. Yeah, Stop. yeah. Get down, get yourself. When out. when Modric when Modric was making that run, I don't know if you remember, and he just clattered him. Yeah. Because yeah. if Modric got through, it would have been peak. Exactly. So yeah, yeah man. He was fantastic. I, 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 I Mings, Mings, I've said a lot about Mings and I have to take you back for that game because he was clearing everything and even with like his face to his own goal he didn't do anything stupid he didn't force any bad passes <laughs> very calm like I think it was one way he cleared it out with his left foot looking off but he was getting everyone up field like he was being the vocal commander which again surprised me 
but he like to a fault was brilliant also I, as well as england being good i thought croatia weren't dynamic enough i i think they didn't press they i don't didn't remember press. any pre- pressing moments of, no. from croatia at all I think we, when we see how good England are, would be when they play a team that will press them, a, a, a team that has really good attackers. That's when we see how good England will be. But the game, very good. Um, Calvin Phillips, good. Um, Kane unlucky. Um, Foden also unlucky. Let's 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 call a spit. Kane was Kane was quiet, bro. Quiet game, game for Kane, man. I've been having this argument all day because, like, Sterling was our second best player for me mm. after Calvin. Yeah, facts. He was fantastic. Like, he was the only threat for us. And, and Mount as well. Mount was good. Yeah. Mount linking up play very nicely. Mount, Mount was his normal level, bro. That's his, that's yeah. you get me. But that's Mount, bro. Sterling, I mean, Sterling, you could you could argue you could have had more, and perhaps he definitely should. Like, I know Perez obviously said he was ruthless. That one way skied it, where like it bounced up on his left foot. That was yeah. that was bad. But he was our only threat. And then compared to Kane, who I thought was quite poor, like he was at least ten, if not fifteen yards, way too deep. Like there were times where he was popping up just in the wrong places. Like you're not playing for Spurs. You don't need to connect the play like you do there. You need to be that predator yeah. in front of goal that we mm. know you are. Mm. And Foden, I thought, after that initial shot, which Sterling created, where he hit it on the post, I thought he faded out the mm. game, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, Sterling, he did. Yeah. I think they, they doubled on him as well. Yeah, they, they, doubled, doubled, they doubled, him. Yeah. doubled him a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever he got the ball, I saw Perisic just coming back just to give that double. You know what, man? That's a compliment, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's a compliment. Kyle had an aw- Kyle Walker had an awful game going forward. Yeah. Like, defensively, he was fine, but going forward, he did not offer nearly enough. And Trippier on the le- left as well. I don't think he offered too much. Like there was one where Mount played him through, and he could have couple been- balls, couple of balls over the top. Yeah. In the first half, good balls over the top. Shit, free kick. Yeah, the, the free kick was okay. I didn't think it was anything too special. Mounts was nearer the goal. But I mean, like I say, it worked out. Yeah. We can't fault Gareth's decision for it. We we kept the clean sheet whilst remaining relatively untroubled. Like I can't think of one decent Croatia opportunity. So fair play to Gareth. Like he he was bold in his that, decision. That, that midfield three, that midfield three needs to needs to be the the main the main yeah. midfield now because I feel like just just thinking about their performances and and the the pressure. Uh, the pressure they put on the Croatian players as well. Like I'd, you, you'd almost like you'd almost have at certain points in the game, like two, three players um, around one one player, a Croatian player trying to win the ball back. And then I think back to the way, um, let's say Mount and Calvin Phillips especially play for their clubs, and the the discipline that's kind of instilled in them when it comes to pressing. So it's almost it's, it's quite it's quite um, an easy trans transferable thing for them. Because it's something that they do for their club, and it's something that they're probably and they all to do. they all have clear roles that they execute yeah. so well. Declan exactly. Rice just in front of the just in front man, of the centre back. How happy I am to see him as the anchor! Oh my god! Just man. just like sweeping everything, helping anchoring. They got Calvin Phillips who is just in front of him, but controlling mm-hmm. it, feeding the ball through. Occasionally goes forward and mount. Who kind of had like a free role in the eight. Yeah, it's still yeah. a madness, man. It, it, for me, I agree. This is why I asked Hen- uh, This is why I asked Kenner. Is Henderson having a look in, bro? Your your dark car. He's not doing anything better than Rice would be doing. I think he, me, he'd probably be a substitute for him. 
yeah, or, or Calvin Phillips since February. Like that, that is the long and short of it. Like we're playing <laughs> essentially knockout football right now. Yeah. Well, it will be in two games time at the very least. But it's such high pressure football. Like I put it in the chat earlier, we need to win against Scotland now because that gives us a game against the Czechs where, okay, you can afford to start Henderson and get more game time under his legs. You can afford to maybe tinker around or give someone like Kane a rest because he did look tired. Like he didn't look dynamic whatsoever. And do you guys, do you guys think he might be finished? No, I saw okay. a couple of whispers. I saw a couple of whispers on the timeline that physically it's looking a bit pain finished. No, like pain physically finished. on a physical tip, on a physical oh, tip. Because like like today, yeah, yeah. I mean, either oh, way, the, the players have played a considerable amount of games anyway, so they they will be, you know, of course, tired. But just going back to that Calvin Phillips um, situation, a, a little bit of perspective because what this is his first game. In an international level and the Euros. So I think we might need to give him a little bit more time before we say, okay, Calvin Phillips over Henderson or Rice over Henderson. That's my point. I think the right hot hand, man. I think the yeah, facts, facts. I think the Rice over Henderson is because I think they're two very identical players. I've always said like Rice is just like a taller version of Henderson, basically. Yeah. And if Rice is doing what he's doing to 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 a good degree or even an excellent degree, they keep him. Mm. I think Phillips is probably the one more at risk in terms mm. of reputation and yeah. the way. But you know, I'm not. I'm not having Rice and Hendo, bro. Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you man telling me? You can tell you lot can tell me better, but I. It, nah, if, man. If Calvin uh, and Rice keep playing the way they are, yeah. Again, it would be very bold. But I mean, Gareth Shoney can do it. It'd be very bold of him to drop one of them for Henderson. Because it's going to be the knockout stage. That's going to be the most important game, mm. I think. Because yeah. Scotland, we're going to need to be more expansive. They're going to be a bit more defensive. Obviously, they play five at the back. So does Gareth maybe change the system to match up? And see if I think one of the left backs will play. I think um, one of the... Because you need to be outside for that Scotland game, man. Because obviously, Trippi on the, on the left on the left back, he's always inside. He's yeah. not like running down the, down, down the wing. So... I think one of the left-backs will definitely play in that game, man. Who, who do you drop for that? Because in my mind, you can only drop Mount or Foden then in that one because you're going to play Kane oh. up top, obviously. You're going to play Rice. You could maybe drop Phillips, but again, that'd be harsh to drop him after that game. You can't drop Sterling because yeah. he's the only one that's offering the pace in behind. That does leave Mount or Foden for one of those spots that you drop for him because obviously, I'm assuming you go Trippier right wing back. Um, Kyle Walker, right centre-back, Stones, Mings. And then you've got that left wing-back, who would be probably Shaw. So that's where, yeah, for me, I can see I can see the vision, but that's going to be tough for Southgate. Yeah, one of them, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see, man. He's proved it. He's proved it. He's made great decisions. Let's hope he keeps it up because football's coming home. (laughs) All right, so obviously, um, who's Scotland playing? They're in the same group, in there, but they're tomorrow. Czech Republic, that's who they're playing. Yeah, the Czech. Yep. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys think of that? Let's, let's have a preview. It's, it's going to be a big game. Like, it's going to be a big game for both of them. It's very similar to, you'd say, maybe like Austria and North Macedonia or Wales, Switzerland, in that they're probably seen as the third and fourth best teams in the group. So, you've got, you if you win that game, you're in great position to qualify, even as a third place finisher. If you lose that game, you've got to really turn it on for the next two. And if you draw it again, 
it's not the worst thing in the world, but you've got to step up in your competition. I think Scotland should fancy themselves. They don't lose many games. They look like mm. an effective team. Like Tierney and Robertson on the left are sort of uh, sorting themselves out. There's been mm. a lot of calls to start Billy Gilmore, which as a Chelsea fan, I can only help with. Because <laughs> I'd love to see him starting. But like they've got Che Adams up top now. He's another one of those guys that's transferred his nationality in time for the Euros. And by all accounts, <laughs> he's been quite impressive. McGinn as well. Yeah. Johnny. <laughs> Scotland, yeah, now. Say, yeah. who's the striker? Who's the striker? Oh, Shea oh, Adams. Shea Adams, yeah. 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 Uh, McTomo. <laughs> Scott <laughs> McTomo. I forget about that, don't <laughs> he, he plays a centre back more time, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, he's, he's a centre centre back for them, I think. But he, like, he shows it off. But then the Czech Republic. I mean, they've got Suchek. They've got Kufal. Like they've they've got players, and to underestimate them is at your own peril. It'll be an interesting game. <laughs> All right, man. Um, obviously, earlier, Austria beat Macedonia 3-1. Um, Prez's sweepstake pick. Um, I, w- I watched a bit of that game, though. Macedonia, they look like... They look on it, bro. Like, they're so whack, but they're just giving it a go. <laughs> Which is they, funny. Could, they could steal a third-place finish, possibly. <laughs> May- bro, I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not putting my house on that, man. But <laughs> I, could definitely, I could definitely see Holland, who are playing later, fumbling the bag against them. Somehow, somewhere, really? somehow, bro, Holland, fam, do it. <laughs> somehow, somewhere, bro, they they will fumble the bag like a one nil thing. But yeah, Holland, Ukraine in half an hour's time. Um, I'm sure you guys will be watching it. Most of you predicted Holland to win. Yeah, I I'm shook, man. So I I went I went the Ukraine way. Did you? Yeah, I went Ukraine, man, because wow. I don't. Bro, I don't Bro, trust this. I don't trust that, this. You're saying that live, you know. Sometimes support, <laughs> support, man, support you. Nah, listen, I support the dogs, man, always. Okay. But the, the only, the only issue I have an issue with Frank the Ball, man, because obviously, if you know Ball, yeah, what formation is synonymous with Holland? Four three three. Four three three. Thank you. It seems so bad that like they sent like uh, an airplane to tell him four three three. But thank you. This guy is doing five three. This guy is doing like uh, the the wing back thing. Two yeah, three five two. We've never played that. The, the last time we Frank played Gallis. that, yeah, exactly. But that that was a necessity thing, and that was Van Gallis. You get me? That's not that's a seasoned coach, bro. Yeah. yeah. Where where players would actually do it for him. Especially, yeah, you think of Netherlands right now. You like, you've got um the bridge for Inter. You've got the lake that you like. You've got some properly good centre backs. I don't see why you'd need a. Third He's player. injured. He's uh, injured. The lake, or just yeah. coming off an injury. So playing but, with daily, daily blind, blind, or Durian Timber. Is that yeah? We spell it. We spell it Durian Timber. Yeah, he's a uh, IX Academy. He's, he's really good, but young and inexperienced. But he's good. Stephen the Fry, of course. Yeah, and so, daily blind. So essentially, I, I share your pessimism, as you call it, with this Holland team, because they can either turn up or they cannot. So, But the, my, my, thing, my, my thing is this, because Frank Dubois, this is why I hate him, because he's very biased towards Ajax. When you have Nathan Ake, local, why mm. you? if I was Ake, I would be vexed. Timber, fair enough, your talent, your Ajax, your, great. For the World Cup next year, baby, or for the next Euros. But you're not playing ahead of me. I just made a 50 million move to City. Yeah. I'd be vexed, man. Like, I don't know what I don't know where he's playing at. But we'll see how this works out, man. We'll see how this works out. We've got yeah. Dumfries right back, who's playing right wing back. Mm. He's never played right wing back in his life. Fair enough. We got Wijnaldum in the middle. We got Frankie de Young. We've got Martin Derone. Bro. Van Arnold. Like, Van Arnold playing left wing back. 
Wild Warehouse and Defy leading the line, man. So, although, although I want to see Donovan Marlin, you know, have a you know get a start. Um, play your four three three, Marlin Warehouse Defy. Calm, like just play your play your. I don't get it. Let's see, man, because they must have been training with this. Um, obviously on the Ukraine side, we've got what's his name, Donny Zinchenko, Yarmolenko. Uh, yeah, yes, as she says, it's Zinchenko. Um, that's about the names I know. He yeah, doesn't play. He doesn't play. He doesn't play. He plays right? like a DM, doesn't he's he? A DM yeah, he's a DM for them. DM man. For them, yeah. I think that's his actual position as well on the come up. Really weird formation. Four one two two one. Very. That's the first time I've seen yeah, that formation being played. Shevchenko is no. I mean, Shevchenko has been really good for them as manager, but he is yeah. known for, like changes, chop and changes formations. Like we'll see how they go. I mean, I'm, I, it's going to be an exciting game because, like you say, Drew, like the Holland have got that little bit of ugh, towards them that, as Char would say, they're smelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. And I definitely would like to hear your feedback on the Dutch team, man. Because yeah, I'm extremely pessimistic, but hopeful. Um, let's head to the bar, man. Um, I'm sure that we all have a collective shot. Um, yes. Yeah. Who wants to lead the way, man? With this, who wants to drop the eulogy? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take it on. Like, heart goes out to Christian Eriksen and his family. Strength, like something crazy to go through. I think we all had a collective sigh of relief to hear that he was stable. Um, just hope you're happy and healthy for the rest of your life, man. Like, make the decisions that are best for you. I think we'd all love to see him on the football pitch again if he can. But at the same time, don't risk it, my guy. Don't risk it. You are a fantastic footballer. You can leave a great legacy behind on the pitch. As Prez said, we can't wait to see if you want to be off the pitch, come back into football. I think we'd all welcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, can't we? I know I can't wait to see him again, to say the least, just to see him smiling, happy and healthy, giving me the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, man. I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll end it on that note, man. Thank you for listening. Um, please do follow us on Varbar Podcast on Twitter at the Varbar Podcast on Insta. I think I, I know I keep messing that up, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, we're also on YouTube. Subscribe, like, and share. We're back next week again with Euro Breakdown. My name is Andrew, aka Rapping Drew. Press Jake and Jay Mace, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Go <laughs> Hey, hi.